There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, JB, and Mike Bellina. And we'll be right back right after this, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Is this somebody's birthday? I thought it's Bon Jovi's birthday today. How come you're not playing Bon Jovi music? I don't know. <laughs> you're not a big Bon Jovi fan because of Lastman? <laughs> Why? What Actually, does Lastman do? No, he's a he's a good guy. Plus, he's a fellow Dago. No, oh. oh, that's true. He is a fellow Dago. That's true. <laughs> There's no getting around it. You can't even argue it. No question. You know, speaking of which, kind of, uh, <laughs> we were talking to Bowser 
yesterday. John Bowser Bauman. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised no one ever freaked out about the term doo-wop. Why? Because it has a wop in it. (laughs) And it was Italians who sang it on street corner. Yeah, so... Is that yeah. what it came from? The WAP part? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I was always told WAP came from without papers. No, it comes from um, Guapo or WAPO. Oh, guapo, yeah, WAPO mean- is how they would pronounce it. Um, yeah, which basically means uh, handsome. I think it's like it's it, it's a reference to the fact that Italian Americans would brag a lot about how <laughs> WAPO they are. Really? <laughs> so why is that such a terrible? I don't get. I it. thought Guapo meant bum. <laughs> you know, it was something like I know it was something in there, but I wasn't sure what uh, it might be. Yeah, it's uh, doo-wop started as a black thing and then became Italian, and it just because uh, in one song called "When You Dance" by the Turbans, they just they actually said doo-wop, doo-wop. And, and that is where the name came from. Well, I don't think there's anything to be offended about, really. Oh, but people would... Today, if you did something like that, if you, you know... Listen, the Italians are so used to being disparaged. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, true, nothing. they don't care about that kind of thing. <laughs> I will tell you honestly, I'm glad it didn't happen the other way, where it started with Italians and then went to black people, because think of the name <laughs> if it had gone that way. <laughs> Let's not even think of it. Did you find out what guapo means? It's G-U-A-P-O, I believe, is how you spell guapo. Handsome. I think That's in sure. Spanish. Oh. But I, I mean, well, the languages are, to, yeah, yeah, quite I similar. Don't, I still think guapo still means around. stiff. Uh, Italian, hold on a second. Uh, I'll read something while you're looking for it, okay? Okay. Uh, Donald Trump needs to calm down. Again? <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> guapo is bold or showy from Italian. Yeah, there's a shock. So, both people in Studio A are guapo today. And it comes from Spanish. Hey, what do you mean by that? Showboat. That's what I mean. Since when? Showboat, One of the most understated people you know. All I know is I'm glad he's picking on you and not me. (laughs) That's true. true. Do we know if today is John DeBoer or Nate Bargatze? Nate Bargatze. Yeah. That's who's coming in? Okay. Speaking Let's of talk about new up to Nate Bargatze. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, in any case, it's Trump versus Baldwin one more time. President Trump went after his most famous impersonator Friday after Alec Baldwin had some unflattering things to say to the Hollywood uh, reporter. While discussing his new show, Sundays with Alec Baldwin, the actor said it was agony for him to portray a person so ethically, morally, intellectually, and spiritually unqualified to be president. Oh, he play an actor? <laughs> ah! I was going to say, an actor says this? An actor actually had that to say. Really? I think you better look and see what's happening in politics and Hollywood there, Pally. Good stuff. Uh, Sorry, but that prompted Trump to tweet, Alex Baldwin. He said he called him Alex on purpose. Whoa. (laughs) I love it when Trump does that. He calls people the wrong name on purpose. Alex Baldwin, whose dying, mediocre career was saved by his impersonation of me on SNL, now says that playing DJT was agony for him. He refers to himself as DJT. You know, TMB is reading the story, and I want you to know. Alex, it was also agony for those who were forced to watch. You were terrible. Bring back Daryl Hammond, much funnier and a far greater talent. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> the initial tweet was later replaced with an edited version that corrected the errors of Alex and dying. He spelled a D-I-E-I-N-G. And the fact that it said DJT makes me wonder if it was like an intern or That's something. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, who typed it out for him. I wonder how much of this stuff actually is written by interns instead of Trump himself. I would bet, well, I would bet at least half of it is dictated to them. Probably true. And then they tweet it out for him because he's doing something else. Hopefully he's doing something other than worrying about everything that people say about him because he doesn't have enough hours in the day to worry about it. Baldwin didn't seem too offended, suggesting his role as Trump would continue. Agony though it may be, I'd like to hang in there for the impeachment hearings, the resignation speech, the farewell helicopter ride to Mar-a-Lago, you know, the good stuff. He responded in a tweet. In another, he wrote, And Mr. President, please ask your wife to stop calling me for SNL tickets. Baldwin showed, see, he, he went the wife route, which that is the one thing right there that's a huge mistake. Dragging family into it is a scummy thing to do, and he knows it. Do not drag family into it. Well, Alec Baldwin is known for having absolutely no tact or class, so... Well, this is a guy who, by the way, has gotten away with calling gay people faggots about 50 times. He says and does whatever the hell he wants, and now he's acting like... Well, that's the thing. Anytime someone does something like that where they go out in public and talk about how you know righteous and moral they are right they do so because they feel guilty about something they've done he's been he's been audio taped uh attacking his own daughter oh yeah calling her a rude thoughtless little pig Mm. called his own 11 year old daughter a rude thoughtless little pig i mean this guy look i think i've called my kids that yeah but other than that other than that, though, right. it's day, not on K. It's not on tape. That's the key. Yeah, you think it's not on tape. It might be on tape. Just don't forget what your husband does for a living there, sister. Hear you loud and clear, and you call the best person for the job. <laughs> Trust me, I know things are, as the locals say, despacito. <laughs> See, now that it is, is funny. funny. Sorry. Hey, Alec it Baldwin is. is a very talented guy. I, I love his acting. Uh, I really like his work, but he's a horrible human being. His own brothers know he's a jerk. Yeah. So what does that tell you? When that, but uh, he is a hell of a talent. When that audio sound started at first, I thought it was Philip. I was like, huh? No. Uh-oh. That wouldn't be good. You have the same tone. God, I am so happy that that article came out about the four minority majorities in the United States. I am oh. so happy I got that to Philip now. Yes, Philip, as a Californian, as a white minority in California, I'm deeply offended by everything you do Every and say. Every single thing you do. <laughs> well, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You know what he's going to do? What? He's going to text you a picture of a full-page article of a crockpot. Is that what he did to you? Yeah, and I have no, I have no rhyme or reason why he did it. It was like six thirty on a Sunday morning, and I get awakened by this bing, and I wake up and, and I look. It's like, oh, somebody's texting me, and you know, your first thought, I hope it ain't bad news, and you looked, and there's, there's this, right. this picture with nothing underneath it. And it, then I open it up, and it's a news story about a crockpot. That's what? it. That's it. it. Must have been a mistake. Was it like it these crockpots are exploding? Watch out, or what? Uh, and it was sent to me and one other person, and I don't even know who the other person was. I do, because he he told me too. 
Oh, you do? I know who he was sent to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. He's not a. He's not a public figure. Okay. So I don't want to say his name on the air, but but he did send it to one of the person. You know, a couple of people have told me that they were they were really good friends with Philip and everything was well, and all of a sudden he just stopped talking to them and he hasn't talked to him since. Yeah, I what is heard, that all about? I haven't heard from him in a while. No, 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 baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby. No, this is this is called the magic of the instant pot. Oh, yeah, oh. an instant pot is more like a uh, pressure cooker, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Isn't it just a pressure cooker? They just had a recall of them too. Yeah, I remember. Oh. Yes, they did. My folks had a pressure cooker, and the only thing my mother Seems like the only thing she cooked in it was pig ears. <laughs> pig ears <laughs> in the cook pot. Specifically. Ears, huh. uh. <laughs> Which I didn't eat, you know, I wasn't into pig ears, pig feet, or chitlins. So none of that? None of that. Mm. I don't blame you. 20 hours ago, Instant Pot issues recall after one of their products melted. Hey. Oh, that's you that's not good when it's a pressure cooker. <laughs> I remember my parents used to cook everything in that thing. I mean, everything. You'd come in the house and there'd be that metal thing. thing. Going, yeah. I was terrified yeah, of that pressure thing. Pressure cookers it scared the, the hell kitchen. out of me. <laughs> well, the new ones, I guess, they have locking mechanisms and they they have different ways oh, of releasing still. the steam. It's high much pressure, safer. High pressure air or water, both. I don't like it. Well, they they it, could, that's it's a lot of potential energy just you know right, waiting to it's trying to get out. We always got told this thing could explode, so don't mess with it. It's like why would oh, I? Want well, that's to? true. If you if, <laughs> yeah, if it's like if it's cooking there and some kid starts messing with it, yeah, yeah that's a good way to people lose in, a kid. People in the neighborhood, people's it, they exploded all the time. It was Fun. All, over, all over the kitchen constantly because they they didn't uh, they had a seal that you had to replace from time to time and if you didn't do it yep bad news do you think that he was sending you a message that I'm about to explode? <laughs> I think that's what it was. Like I said, I have no idea because there was there was nothing. Absolutely. Hey, check this out. Hey, you may want to buy this. I'll no, text him. There, Why the f are no. you? Sending? No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Art- no, no, no. Article with recipes in Thursday's newspaper. That's what he said. But that was it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, CTE. Uh, I've been putting up with it for 42 <laughs> years. That's all I know. 42 years now. The Philly dog. That's it. Donald Trump's long-held claim that he stopped a brutal assault in Midtown Manhattan more than a quarter century ago is bogus. The event's only known witness told the Daily News. He came at the tail end of the event. Kathleen Romeo Nunez, 43, said Thursday of the November 1991 attack. There was no opportunity for Trump to intervene. Well, wait a second. She's 43, and that's, this happened 37 years ago? Oh, no, mm. wait, 27 years ago. Yeah, so she was Still, young. she was... She was 16. Yeah, quite young. Yeah, she was only 16 years old. Uh, Trump had said that he came to the aid of a man who was being attacked with a baseball bat. A story was circulating online after the president claimed this week that he would have run into a Florida school during a recent shooting, even if I didn't have a weapon. I don't know why he says things like that. It's just, don't say things like that. I, know, I wish he'd shut up. Please, be shut quiet. Up already. All of these presidents, <laughs> you know, uh, don't forget, President Obama said, he was asked about, uh, do you hate uh, traffic jams in D.C.? And he goes, I don't hate traffic jams in D.C. I create traffic jams in D.C. Ugh. Don't you guys have a little bigger egos? All you pres, every president has a massive ego. 
Well, but I suppose you have to to be president. Yeah. Except for so. Gerald Ford. I yeah, he just was too clumsy <laughs> to have an ego. He actually was a hell of a football player from what I understand. Yes, he was an All-American center at Michigan. At Michigan, exactly. He didn't fall down when he was running? No, he did not fall down. He didn't hit anybody in the head with a golf ball, so all that stuff is good. That's all good news, I think, that, uh, you know, he got through it without, uh, you know, tripping and falling. Boy, they have to, I mean, they have to dig deep for this stuff, though. Oh, I love it. I love it when they do. You know, I mean, good God. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) Did she James Brown all of a sudden? What? She, She said, yada, 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 good God. <laughs> good God. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about Donald J. Trump or G- DJ- DJT is what he calls himself, you know, right. apparently. Uh, Regardless of how you feel about Donald J. Trump, it's undeniable that he's been a fascinating public figure for years. Though he's been uh, toying with the idea of running for president for decades, it was his outspoken nature, flamboyant wealth, and media presence that made him a household name before winning America's highest political office. Trump was perhaps best known for his casinos and his popular reality show, The Apprentice. He also is a man who's never been afraid to boast about his achievements and slam his detractors. Yeah, I remember when he bought all those casinos from... Uh, from Merv Griffin in Atlantic City. Yeah. Right after they close the deal, he goes on national television. Yeah, let me just tell you some Merv Griffin's a fool. I just I practically stole those casinos. He's such an idiot. Why would you do that? What's the upside of doing that? And by the way, since then I believe almost all of them have closed. So apparently uh well. You didn't steal anything of value. As we always told the children when they were little and somebody was, you know, putting them down and bragging, it was, these people have bad self-esteem, really. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to be braggadocious to overcome it, I guess. Oh, well, here's something. Mm. Uh, Merv Griffin bought the Paradise Island Resort and Casino in the Bahamas for $400 million. Jeez. But then sold it for 125 million. Oh, that is a loss. That's so that's a, yeah, that that's loss. quite the loss. <laughs> that's big, big money. Never mind that earlier comment. <laughs> that's, that, that's throw up for a two weeks kind of loss. It's only 275 million dollar <laughs> loss. What the hell? It's only a quarter of a billion. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. 
See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. So you're acting now, you're, you're, you're in a vampire movie, yes? Yes. That's good. <laughs> Finally a role that requires you to suck. <laughs> <laughs> that is Triumph, the insult comic dog, talking to John Bon Jovi. Uh, what was the name of the movie? John Carpenter's Vampires or John Carpenter's Dracula? I can't remember. Uh, was it Vampires? I think. It was Vampires, yes. It was Vampires. John Carpenter's Vampires. A, a role that actually requires you to suck. <laughs> that is pretty funny. God, I was just going through some stuff here. The, the things that about Donald Trump. Were, I don't know why we're even talking about Donald Trump today. I, I, you know... He was. I think I saw him at, uh, at Billy Graham's funeral uh, today, and, and then these stories popped up about this, that, and the other thing. The truth about Trump's net worth is a topic of much debate. When he announced his presidential run, he estimated his worth around $10 billion. As of September 2016, Forbes put that figure at $3.7 billion, while the Washington Post reported $150 million to $250 million after subtracting debts and other liabilities. So it's a sub- so he's worth anywhere between $150 million and $10 billion. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Washington Post is, it's basically exists to disparage Trump, so you can't really believe anything they say. And it's also owned by Jeff Bezos, the richest yep. man in the world, who doesn't want anybody anywhere. Well, and he's worth $120 billion, so... Trump wouldn't be worth anywhere near as much as he anyway. What we can deduce with a level of relative certainty is how Trump started to accumulate how much wealth he has while campaigning for the Republican nomination. Trump attended a town hall where one attendee asked him how he got his start. According to CNN, Trump responded, it has not been easy for me. It's not been easy for me. And, you know, I started off in Brooklyn. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. Uh, setting aside his somewhat humorous characterization of a million-dollar loan as small. That's not small. Uh, the actual amount he borrowed over time from his father was $14 million, which adjusted for inflation would be around $31 million today, according to the Wall Street Journal via Politico. Whether he turned that $14 million into $150 million or $10 billion is irrelevant, because either way, he made a ton of money. However, to posture himself as a struggling entrepreneur is disingenuous as if Charlie Sheen were to say that breaking into the acting biz was hard. Yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, Charlie Sheen didn't exactly have a tough time getting into the biz. No. It's absolutely true. Um, he's a bad businessman who went bankrupt. This one gets a little tricky because if you're like us, trying to understand bankruptcy law is a bit like trying to find the center of the maze in Westworld. I don't understand that reference because I haven't seen the TV show Westworld. I heard good things about it, and then I believe it either went extremely preachy or it became porn. One of the two. (laughs) Really? All I know is that it's, yeah, it fell off a cliff and no one likes it anymore, really. What was it preaching about? I don't know. I just know that its its popularity went way down after they made some horrible change to the show. So this has nothing Mm. to do with the movie Westworld. Yeah, it does. It's based on the movie Westworld, isn't it? Okay. Is it? I, I don't believe know. it. I believe it's based on the movie that starred Yul Brynner. Yep. Season one finale drew 2.2 million viewers. That's terrible. Uh, well, well, wait. Where does it appear? HBO. Uh, so that's still not very good. It's okay, but it's not great. I'm trying to find. Has it been on? It has. It must have been on. Yeah, it, would, it first showed October 2016, so it must have a second season. Yeah, absolutely. better. It just. Only went one season, but I don't think so. I don't know. 
I don't know what the deal is there, but uh, you know, speaking of Philip, by the way, Philip was telling me the other day he looked at his bill. I didn't know that ca- cable companies charge you for local broadcast television. They do. Is that true? Do you guys know if that's true or not? I, I think he claims it. Well, it's part of your package. Yeah. Well, but it depends on if you have an antenna or not. Because if you don't, then that information is going through their infrastructure, so they charge you for that. Well, it's ridiculous. It's free television, but it's not free anymore, apparently. Uh, he said it was like 10 bucks a month to watch channels 4, 5, 9, 11, 20, you know, 23, 29. I guess it's like 10 bucks a month to go through their infrastructure, I, I guess. I don't know what the situation is, but if that's the case, why don't local TV stations just, if they're going to be on cable anyway, um, I don't know. Well, you saw what NBC's doing, right? You heard about that? No. NBC NBC is cutting 20% of its advertising. They're not going to advertise, put anywhere near as many ads on TV as they used to. They said it's just it's killing their business. Does that mean that the people that star in their shows aren't going to get paid as much? Mm, I don't know. That, yeah, well, I, that I don't know. I why, no why do they say, okay, tell me why would it be killing their business? Well, because it is true. Catherine and I, I love the show uh, The Good Doctor. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. It's a brand new show this year. We really love it. We watch it. The other night, it returned after the Winter Olympics because it was in, everything was in rerun during right. the Olympics, obviously. Yeah. So we saw a brand new episode the other night, and seriously, it was four minutes of programming, four minutes of commercials, four minutes of programming, <laughs> yeah. four minutes of commercials. Well, it was horrible. Bad. You can watch Good Doctor on Hulu. I know that much. And then you won't have any commercials. And there Sometimes won't be any you do, commercials. don't you? Not if you pay the. No commercials package or whatever, yeah, which I like, prefer to do. Yeah. Well, I agree. Speaking of pro- it, it all adds up. <laughs> speaking of programming, uh, the new season of Hap and Leonard is on Netflix. Okay, now what's Hap and Leonard? Well, you, it, I think you've talked about that before. Right. It's a show where the the two main characters grew up together. One's white, one's black. The black guy is gay. And they seem to always fall into trouble. Is it funny? It there's there's humor. There's uh, is uh, drama. There's humor. There's uh, people being killed. Technically, it's a drama series, right? According exactly. to Wikipedia. Do you laugh and cry and ride an emotional roller coaster? <laughs> I wouldn't say you ride it. There's there's actually some suspense to it, too. So, so it's called Hap and Leonard, and, yeah. and it's on what? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Sundance right. Channel show, I guess, but it it it's only six six episodes a season, and mm, um, okay, and but it's very, for me it's very uh, a lot of suspense tied to it. Oh, that's good. And every so every, you like it? Yeah, and every season where it ends. Basically tells you what problems, their trouble they're going to run into the next season as they're like, so as they're driving away happily. Yeah, we got through that at the end of the first, at each first two seasons, when they when they like cutting away for the end, it basically shows you a glimpse of something to tell you, oh shoot, this is what they're going to deal with next. And I don't want to. So we'll have to watch. It's called. Yeah. Yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah, I yeah, don't, don't want spoil to sp- it, JB. Way to go! Right. What I, was the name of the movie? I don't want to spoil movie it. That we just watched with Nicole Kidman. That was so good. Oh, it's called Before I Go to Sleep. Before I Go to Sleep. That was really good. Really, if you really like good. Some movie. suspense. 
I usually, whenever somebody's like, it's a thriller or whatever, I almost always know the ending to every yeah. movie. I did not see this one coming. Nope. It was really good. Yeah, you didn't either. No, we did not see the ending coming to that movie, they I'll tell you that. did a good job with that. Indeed. Plus, there are good actors in it. It's Colin Firth and it's, uh, it's Nicole, uh, Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, it's really good. And well, it made no of, money. Speaking of great actors that Tom loves, uh, did you guys watch the premiere of the new season of Will and Grace last night? No, depressing. We recorded. It. Premiered. Yeah, no. it's depressing. Uh, well, you know anything. I think he said Deborah de- messing. Deborah messing, but depressing. Yeah. That's oh, the same thing. it's that's depressing. The same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It means the same thing. Deborah messing just means it's depressing. Uh, I watched the She's first. She's horrible. I watched yeah. the first two, and I was like, ugh, they're ruining this. They're just yeah. going to be political yeah. you know, yeah, mouthpieces yeah. again. But then it got better. It got a yeah, lot better. Yeah, it did get better. And then last night they made a it joke did. about John McCain and Lindsey Graham that has uh, Republicans all up in arms. So what would they say? Oh, no. It was just like saying that there's sexual tension between the two of them. Or they... they oh, the... Yeah. <laughs> so what? People get upset about that? Yeah. Yeah, on a sitcom? Yeah. Again, this is this is not... I'm not being derisive. It's not a negative comment. I'm not at all. It's just, you know, you go, hey, you are who you are, whatever. Whatever your orientation is, your business. I always thought Lindsey Graham was gay. Yeah. Is he not gay? I guess not. I mean, I don't pay attention. I don't go around finding out if people are gay or not. But it didn't, since it came up, I who knows? Whatever. I, who cares? But why yeah. would anybody be upset because they were joking about because John McCain is dying? Is that why they're mad? I suppose. Oh. Well, yeah, he is going to. He's not going to yeah. make it till Christmas. It's yeah. well, I'm surprised he's still around. I am too. To tell it, you the truth. I thought he had like stage four astrocytoma. That's not something. He's a knows, tough you know. guy, I guess. Look at all the stuff that he's That's lived true. through. That's yeah. true. Indeed. Not according Let's to see Trump. Here. <laughs> not, well, <laughs> John again. Oh, uh, he was terrible. I like people who don't get captured. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. He actually said, I like people who don't get captured. Oh, well, seriously. You can't write this stuff yourself. I always, horrible thing to say. I always thought that Deborah Messing was, there was only one role that she, she was born to play. What was that? Lucille Ball. Yeah, I yeah, could see that. She yep. Was, yep. She did that, right? Nope, she didn't do it. Somebody else did. I don't think so. I thought so. she did that in an episode or something, or she did. Oh, did she do it in an episode? Oh, well, maybe. It seems like she did. I don't know. But John McCain, oh, he's a glioblastoma, which is similar. So how- it's still not good. Uh, but he's had it for a while, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, normally that kind of thing. Oh wait, no, it's just since December. I thought he's had it for a long time ago. Well, it was just diagnosed since- in December. Yes. He's had health problems for forever. Well, since Vietnam, I guess. He took a hell of a beating. He, what was his? Is his right arm? He can't raise above his shoulder. Oh wait! Uh, in July, there was a news story that said he had. Uh, right. right. So who knows when he was diagnosed? But basically, the point is, uh, it's pretty remarkable that he's still around. It is indeed. Well, like like your mom said, he's just a tough guy, apparently. That's the whole whole situation. He just, uh, I don't know. He he. Um, what I liked about John McCain, he's kind of even keel. He's yep. not the far righty Republican. He's not a far lefty liberal. He just he's kind of a centrist. He kind of tries to get along with everybody, and a lot of people don't like him for that very reason because he tries to get along. You know what's happening to me? Tell me if you think this is weird. And it just started happening the last couple of days, and I don't know. Maybe it's my brain chemistry's changing or something. 
But because people have been so horrible to one another now, and everybody hates everybody else, I kind of feel bad for everybody and kind of like them more now because they're they're such suffering little souls. In order to be that hateful towards someone for no reason, you got to feel really bad about yourself, don't you think? Yeah. Well, my only knock on John McCain is that he introduced us all to Sarah Palin. Well, there <laughs> yeah, is that. That was a, for that. I think that was a Republican Party that did that yeah. as much as I think John was a huge part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I call him John. You know, <laughs> instead of Senator McCain. Didn't um what, who who was it that introduced Sarah Palin at some convention? And it was like the it was like they were forcing themselves to say good things oh, about her. I don't know. <laughs> Did they have a little bit? Was of a it Palenti? It might have been Palenti. I think it was Palenti. I mean, it was just like he just was like almost like throwing up in his mouth before he said her name. It was so bad. <laughs> It might have been <laughs> Governor, former Governor Palenti, and maybe once again Governor Palenti. Has he? I think it was him. He's has not, he made an announcement yet if he's going to run or not? No, nothing official. Nothing official yet. Yeah. Uh, very quick reference here. I don't want to read the story, but I see now that uh, you know Larry Nasser, this guy. That how, how many young ladies, young girls? They weren't. They weren't even ladies yet. Uh, I suppose there are young ladies that are girls, but. How many young girls was it, 130 or 160 or something like that? Hundreds. Now apparently it's coming out that he also uh, assaulted young boys. Uh, his accusations against NASA continue. There's a first, and the first they're talking about is now there, it, it's come forward that a young boy has come forward and said that he sexually harassed and, and sexually assaulted him as well. So. This Larry Nasser, I like how the judge, that female judge, oh, yeah. she who, by the way, had a little purple dyed hair. Too. Nice. Nice touch. <laughs> she, she gave him 175 years, or I guess they all did combined, it's 175 years. And she basically said, yeah, just do your best. Try to serve the whole 175 years. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of a wise ass about it. But he deserves it. What a, what a scum. Well, the scum he, of the earth. He... Um... Somewhere in his twisted mind, he believes that what he was doing was aiding and healing those young athletes. I guess, who knows? And no one's evil in their own mind. That's no, true. Right. You can justify you anything. Yes, you can. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. 
and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. You know what I thought she was singing? <laughs> I kick my ass by myself. That's what I thought she was singing. Hard to do. I keep my hands to myself. Is that what she was singing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who like, is that? That's uh, Portugal the Man. Oh, okay. Like biting off your own ear. What? Remember I told you my friend thought that Van Gogh bit off his own ear? Yes. It's not easy. <laughs> not easy to do biting off your own ear. She said that, and I'm like, I agreed, yeah. and then I went, wait, no, <laughs> you can't do that. He cut off his own ear, yes. but he didn't bite it off. Uh, very difficult to bite off your own ear. Yeah, that like, would, That's just completely if, impossible. If he can do that, boy, he would be... <laughs> Very talented. The very the circus freak of all circus freaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any animal on earth could even do that. Mm, well, Jude could bite the tip of his ear. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah, that's true. That's true. With long he could ears. bite the tip as yeah. he used to when he yeah, was a floppy. Floppy ears, you could. Floppy, floppy, Jude. <laughs> The U.S. Ambassador to Mexico, Roberta Jacobson, is resigning from her post this spring amid strained relations between the two countries and on the heels of other notable departures from the State Department. In a note sent to embassy staff on Thursday, Jacobson, a career diplomat, wrote that after more than 31 years in government service, she has submitted her resignation, and it takes effect on May 5th, two years to the day after she was sworn in as ambassador. I've come to the difficult decision that it is the right time to move on to new challenges and adventures, she wrote. Diplomatic ties between Washington and Mexico City have been strained under the Trump administration. Amid the president's tough stance and sharp rhetoric on migration and trade and repeated vows to build a border wall and force Mexico to pay for it. Jacobson is the United States' first female ambassador to Mexico. During her tenure in the country, she has taken special interest in and spoken frequently about issues such as violence against women, human rights, and the killings of journalists in the country. She tweeted that she will leave with Mexico in my soul and in my heart. Here's what I love. Mexico treats people like dirt. Uh, Violence against women. The human rights are horrible. They kill journalists. The drug trade. The gun trade. Mexico is a disaster, yet somehow we're the bad guys. I think if you know how to bribe people, it's probably an okay place. Yeah, if you bribe people, you're you're up to right. Mexico is a mess. Here's the problem. They've got everything you would need to be a very successful, very wealthy country. Mm -hmm. Carlos Slim, who lives in Mexico City, is one of the richest men in the world. They've got oil. They've got beautiful beaches. They've got a tourism industry. They've got everything. And yet it's so corrupt, they can't get out of their own way. Sounds like Cuba. So how are we the bad guys? Explain that to me. How are we the bad guys in a country that treats its people like dirt? Well, because it's not the people's fault. Well, it's that not that it's they not, don't have education and they don't have, you know, 
any opportunities. That's the problem. If they're killing you anyway, why don't you rise up against them and get these people out of power? That's yes, a good question. A lot of people are going to get killed, but you're getting killed anyway. Well, I think there's a lot of smaller villages where people just, you know, they just want to eke out a living and be right. left alone, you know? I checked on a fact because I saw it on a news program the other night. I saw it on a couple of news programs the other night. But there is a wall, of course, and, and a, a lot of uh, entry points in San Diego from Mexico. There's a wall that was built years ago uh, in San Diego, from Mexico to San Diego. Um, since the wall has been built, they arrest about 40,000 people a year trying to, quote, unquote, sneak into the United States. 40,000 a year. Before the wall was built, it used to be 600,000 people a year. And I said, I saw that, but there's no way that can be true. I did the research on it, and everything I could find says it is true, that more than a half a million more people a year were sneaking into the United States. We can't sustain that. California now has 39 million residents. Did you know that? No. No. That well, sounds about right. 39 well, they, million people live there. Well, there goes your answer to your statement about being a minority in California. You see, well, <laughs> yeah, the majority the majority population in California is Hispanic. It's a couple of points higher than, than honkies. But when you put the black population, black population in California is very low, by the way. Really? It's really low. Why is that? I don't know, JB. What's the problem? <laughs> Can you not handle your people? What, what, are you, what are you doing? It's six point four percent black. Six point four percent. Which it's I think a, it's the entire always. country. It's like seventeen or something. Seventeen, like I think seventeen is right. I was going to say it's always low. Wonder why? Yeah, seventeen point eight percent. Oh wait, no, that's Hispanic. And why? Oh my God, nothing can. Can you handle this or not, Andy? Come on. Here we go. Be good. But Black yeah. people are 12.6%. So Calif- California has yeah, half as many black people as the rest of the United States in terms of proportionality, which is interesting. I think that that number is high. I think that's old old data because I think... Oh, it's 2010. But it's not that. Yeah, I mean, no, well, it's t- no. almost 10 years old. Yeah, in 10 years, I think a lot of people can the black, reproduce. The black, black population in America now is about 16%, I think, somewhere in there. But it's a situation where... Uh, I I couldn't care less about anything else. I I I was offered jobs in California at KLOS, the morning show in Los Angeles, San Francisco. I was offered jobs in San Diego. I said no, thank you to any. I had no desire to live in California ever. Well, when they first offered me the job in LA, I got pretty excited about it because Catherine and I had uh, just gotten married a couple of years earlier, and we didn't have any kids yet or anything. So it was, it was like. Well, actually, we had just we had, we just had Andy, so we had just, Alex hadn't been born yet, so I was pretty excited about hey, wow, this ought to be great working in the second largest city in the United States. That'd be pretty cool. But I was you know offered jobs in New York as well. But I thought hey, it's you know the weather's great and it's this and it's that, and then I did a little research and is no thank you. I have no desire to live in Los Angeles. And I remember we went out there during that period, Andy, that was when Andy was banging together Joe McFadden's uh, wife's ancient uh, or antique teacup. <laughs> yes. You hear this clink, 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 Andy's about a year, year and a half old. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, I ran, remember yeah, this. Yeah, you ran into the dining room, and I'm like, uh, Andy, and she's like, he's okay, he can't do anything. <laughs> You hear this clink, 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 clink. Except He's for got... break my grandmother's china. 
He's got two <laughs> antique china cups. Tipping, he's just, and he wasn't banging them together. He was just kind of clinking them together. Thank God they didn't break. Yeah. That would have been unbelievable. But, yeah, we went out and visited out there, and it was like, ugh. No, thank you. The traffic alone would drive me insane. Oh, God, yes. You could not drive. No. I don't know no, why anyone difficult. bothers to drive. Uh, well, in it's Los a, Angeles, it's, a driving it's, the only, culture. it's the only way to get around Los Angeles, exactly. Well, I think they do have a train now. No, well, they have like some. Light rail or something. Well, I would just rather walk, even if it takes three times as long. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> spread out city. That's it's, the other it's thing. It's not very compact. Yeah, you mm. can't really walk in, in California. I, you know, some people like it. They come and go. I know a lot of comedians that live in Los Angeles, and they, but remember this. They go, I don't mind Los Angeles. You know, I, I know you don't like Los Angeles, but I don't mind it. And then I have to point out to them, that's because you're not there about 35 weekend, weeks a year. So, <laughs> you know, you're gone from Wednesday night until uh, Monday morning, pretty much, or at least Sunday morning, 40 weeks, 35, 40 weeks every year. So you're, you're hardly ever there. And there are some places, I'm sure, obviously, although from what I understand now, even out in Santa Monica, the homeless tent cities have gotten way out of control. They've gotten worse they're, here. They're, they're bad everywhere. There's homeless people all over the place this yeah, year. They are. It's true. I don't know what the hell the deal is. Well, they but... passed a bunch of new laws about homeless people. Homeless people, you know, can just whip out the schwanz and pee all over a tree, and there's nothing and you can poop. do about it. They can just poop anywhere now. Isn't that amazing? That <laughs> it's not against the law for homeless Ooh, people to just pee in public. Why are... It's like every law that we pass is about... Uh, Making life worse for everyone but one percent of the I know. population because they and if those fools think that homeless people actually vote, you're mentally ill. Let me just say that. Well, they're not a big enough percentage to probably even matter no. to vote. But. It's more about making themselves feel like they're oh. you know they're yeah. Well, it's like I was saying they're the righteous crusaders of morality yeah. because you know they probably yeah. have a child. Tied up in their basement somewhere. Yeah, the ACLU uh, fought uh, for a bunch of laws that just pertain to the homeless. Or I guess they're unlaws. Is ACLU just a, an acronym for really bad lawyers who can't get real jobs? <laughs> I don't know. What, what kills me is that a lot. Uh, there's a pretty good percentage of people that own boats, and they're registered as homeless. Yes. And they, they live on a boat because you can um, anchor anywhere pretty much. Uh, there's a lot of maritime laws that allow mm. that. And I just don't understand how when you have an abode that you can sleep on and cook on and all that, how you can be called homeless. And then you take, and then they take advantage of the health care system and everything else. And uh, I don't know. I don't feel bad for homeless people in L.A. Weird. People can get mad at me for saying that. I don't give a shit. They're awful human beings, these L.A. homeless people. They're terrible. They're terrible people. I feel bad for Chicago homeless, right? Because they die in the winter and they die in the summer. They're never not dying. They're always dying. It's like a week when it's like, we might make it. And that's it. And they buck a drum their way through that week. They do what? Bucket drums. Yeah. Bucket drum? Is that how they make money? I they, guess so, They yeah. beat on buckets, then you yeah. throw money at I them? I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it's, it's hard because it's like you can't like take a stand against homelessness because yes, then you, you seem like a, you know, a heartless jerk. This, I mean, people that are down on their luck and, you know, are homeless for whatever reason, they've lost their job, mm -hmm. yada, yada. I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's a horrible thing. But people that make a career out of it yes. and have blogs telling other people how to take advantage of the system 
and you know, we haven't worked just... in 35 years and are so proud of the fact that they're you know sucking off the system that right. just makes me crazy well an easy fix there is you should just be able to report that and then no. they don't get benefits anymore Benefits gone. There you go. I don't. I don't know if there's any agency that actually even does that. Well, there isn't. But if there was, then that would go down quite a bit. I will tell you the big problem there was uh, Ronald Reagan closed down yes. all of the uh, all the mental hospitals. Well, he didn't close well, down all of them, but he closed fair, down a lot of them. Uh, mental hospitals in the 70s weren't super effective. No, I remember they one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The most uh, misleading movie ever created. Yeah, that one. Well, that influenced everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. It's 90% lies. It is? The entire movie is made up. It's like it's a movie about how, you know, crazy people just need, like, a creative outlet and a sympathetic shoulder to cry on sometimes. They're not actually crazy. Yeah, which they is, did kind of imply that, didn't they? Yeah, everyone in the movie, the crazy people were all the good guys and the, you know, the orderlies and everything were all the bad guys because they just, uh, you know, weren't sympathetic enough, even though that's not how it is in real life. Uh, if someone that- is really mentally ill, then they need to be, like under close supervision at all times or else they'll hurt themselves well i know that there were cases of abuse of patients and oh there's no doubt about it yeah that's everywhere though that's true mental hospitals regular hospitals schools no matter where you go an authority figure is going to be abusing their position isn't that sad that that's true that people who get authority tend to abuse it. Yes, they do. I don't know why that has to be the way life is, but it is very true. If people can find access to your valuables, they will take them. If people are in power, they will abuse that power. Some. It, it, almost all. I would say, oh, really? I would say 90% of people in any of those positions Glass will do the wrong empty. thing. No, it's not half empty. <laughs> it's 90% empty. <laughs> If they can abuse the system, people will do it. There are about 10% of people in the world that won't take advantage of a position. Wow. Well, it's true. So pessimist. It's not pessimistic. You tell me, hey, look, take a gander. Look around. Well, That's yeah, all I they, got to say. They've been writing about that phenomenon for how many thousands of years. So do you agree with that, Andy? It's about 90% of people will abuse the, the system if they can. 90. I don't know about 90, but at least 89. 70. 88, 87. <laughs> I'm counting down, man. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think if they, if you know, if they didn't have fear of going to jail or being hurt, then they would yep. probably do something they're not supposed to do. How many? No, not you, but somebody in your position mm-hmm. at a at a major college. Mm-hmm. How many of the students abuse the system? It's got to be a huge dumper. Anytime they can get by with anything, they'll if they can get away with it, they're going to try to do it. But that's just young people, though. That's young people yeah, being but, young people. You know, they're going to they're always looking for the easy way through, the easy easy way by, or whatever. Mm. And we, that usually tends to be. Uh, I can't go to class. I'm protesting something today. I love that. I can't go to class because it's 82 degrees and sunny, so I have to go protest. Yep. <laughs> if it was that I important, that they would be protesting in the cold if they had to, but uh, you right. don't see a whole lot of that. You're absolutely right. In any case, we will be right back. Tom Bernard Show.